0: A hot button issue right now is whether schools should open or start the new school year with distance learning during the COVID-19 pandemic. Of course, parents are concerned, teachers are concerned, and there's so much that we still don't know about COVID-19. And joining me today to help us all understand how kids and teachers can transition back to school safely is Dr. Christine McQuiston. She's a pediatrician at SVMH and across the street at Pacific Coast Pediatrics. <music> This is Ask the Experts, a podcast from Salinas Valley Memorial Healthcare System. I'm Scott Webb. So, Doctor, thanks so much for joining me today. You know, here in California, Governor Gavin Newsom recently announced that the schools in 32 counties in the state's monitoring list will begin the school year with distance learning until further notice. Counties not on the monitoring list can move forward with the return to the classroom. Let's just start with a broad question here. What do we know about COVID-19 and how it affects children?
1: So, in general, the symptoms that children have are generally the same but milder. Um, overall, the children tend to be less affected um, than the adults are um, Fewer are having hospitalizations and very few are requiring ICU care like we hear a lot of uh, adults are. Um, And actually in California, at this point, there has been zero deaths um, of children, uh, anyone less than 17 years old, thankfully. Um, There is something called multi-system inflammatory syndrome that is associated with COVID-19 that many people have heard about in the news. However, um, this has been rare, and there's been only six cases in California at this point.
0: So do we know if children are able to transmit the virus like adults?
1: So the transmission dynamics of COVID-19 are not completely understood at this point. Um, However, we believe at this point that infected children less than 10, that their transmission is uncommon or on the lower side. Um, compared to older children and adults. Um, There was a study that just came out actually yesterday um, out of South Korea that um, those over 10 can transmit possibly as much as adults. And so there's going to be more studies that come out in the weeks ahead.
0: Yeah, and we've learned so much about COVID-19 so far, but yet it just feels like there's just so much we don't know and that every day there's something new in the news or something to take note of. And, you know, during this pandemic, some European countries closed and then reopened soon after with safety measures in place. And some kept their schools open. And there not really been any contagions to the extent of what we're seeing in bars, restaurants, and other workplaces in terms of the schools. So in California, when students return to school, children from third grade on and, all, and staff uh, must wear facial coverings and face shields. There were probably be other precautions in place, presumably. So, how does a parent discuss going back to school to young children, specifically about social distancing and wearing a mask while in school? Because I know I have a 13 year old and keeping her, you know, it's like you tell them to keep their distance and they start out distanced and they're like magnets. They just keep getting closer and closer and closer. So, how do we deal with that, Doctor?
1: So, what we've seen in our office with the many children who've come into our office for a while, is this this. Summer um, is that they have been keeping their masks on. Um, By this point, as we're four months into this, um, it seems many teenagers, um, many children, are um, have been out at some point and have seen people wearing masks, and they're starting to understand more of why we need um, to to do this at this point. Um, So there are some great videos out there. for children, depending on their age and their understanding, that can help um, children to understand more of why we're doing what we're doing.
0: Yeah, and I think we've already addressed this, but do children have some kind of natural protection against coronaviruses?
1: It's very interesting. No one knows for certain why. Um, Many people are looking at this um, intensely right now, trying to figure it out. some believe um, is something to do with the T-cell response with children um, compared to adults. Some people are looking at angiotensin converting enzyme, the door that allows the virus to enter um, someone's respiratory system. Some believe that children's immune systems interact with the virus differently than adults. Um, a lot of adults are getting sick because their immune systems tend to overreact to the virus, but this is not happening as much in children. So there's many studies going on. It'll be very interesting when we finally know why that is.
0: Here in the Central Coast, and more so in Monterey County, we continue to see a rise of infections. Those being infected and hospitalized generally are adults. So is it safe for children to return to school in other communities during the pandemic? Can kids go back to school safely?
1: First of all, the as the governor outlined last week, Um, an area should have a lower um, rate of positivity. And so here in Monterey County right now, it's mid 8.6, I saw this morning. And generally um, to get off the watch list, you need to be under 8% and that would be, need to be for two weeks. So it's not recommended to have the in-person type learning until that happens. But when that happens and when we have a lower positivity rate, then it looks like because of the European um, examples that we have, that it will be safe with the safety measures um, in place. And the CDC has put out some extensive guidelines of how to make that happen with the school's
0: yeah, and it does seem like it's, you know, quite a process and a, and quite a burden just on the schools and the systems of keeping everything clean and, you know, constantly all day every day, but if we want our children and our kiddos to be safe going back to school, that's probably necessary, right?
1: Right, it is. And and I will say that you you get used to it. Um you get used to that this norm for temporary norm, I'd say, um, how things um, will be, you know, we've gotten used to that in our office, how um, how things have changed. But once you start proceeding and following these guidelines, it gets regular and not as burdensome.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. And, and as you say, maybe you know, a lot of people throw that around the new normal. Let's maybe hope that a lot of this stuff is just the sort of temporary normal, right? Right. So, uh, you know, teachers have complained that distance learning does not come easy for some children, and we know that's true. They fear that kids are falling behind and will continue to fall behind as we head into this you know full school year. Does it worry you? And what's your advice for teachers and parents?
1: So it is definitely not an optimal situation for the distance learning. Um, you know, particularly children with special needs or disabilities. You know, uh, children with um, autism—they're not going to be able to really learn by Zoom. It is concerning, um, and so it is best to return to in-person learning because that's where children learn the most.
0: Definitely. You know, there's just no substitute. You know, we've been, uh, I've talked to a lot of doctors about telehealth and telemedicine, and it's really amazing, and I hope that sticks. But, you know, as doctors know, sometimes there's just no substitute for that gold standard of really being in the same room with a patient. And for a lot of children, even the best students, even those that thrive online, being there in the classroom together with, you know, that ready access to the teacher uh, is definitely important to the learning process, no doubt. There's a lot of wealth and a lot of poverty in Monterey County. When schools closed, we saw the very stark reality that many children do not have access to the Internet, let alone a computer at home. Some districts sent buses with Wi-Fi to certain school parking lots. Kids could use the Internet right then and there and do their homework. How concerned are you about these children, the majority of whom are Latino, in terms of their learning and possibly falling behind?
1: I'm very concerned about it, and I appreciate the the different measures um, school districts have made to help with the internet access, um, but um, still the in-person is definitely the best way to learn, and the governor did mention uh, last week um, when he announced the The new guidelines for California that that there was more money being um, sent to districts to help with people with um, special needs or needing extra services and so I would um, definitely have parents call their school districts and um, if they're if they're having trouble with the online process to see how they can get extra help.
0: So doctor we know that children are children of course and that's what we love about them. How can we ensure that they will wear their masks, uh, keep socially or personally distant from other kids at school. Just generally, what are your thoughts and advice about all of this COVID, kids, school, and all the above?
1: California has outlined that um, children third grade and older are required to wear a mask. And, And generally, again, the children we've seen this summer, they're used to wearing a mask now. And doesn't seem to be um, a problem. It's the younger children who have a little trouble keeping their mask on. And that is why um, they have also said that they could wear face shields, which I think is a great idea. Um, They're a lot more comfortable, especially for these um, little ones. And It would be a a good idea um, if they wore those instead. I saw someone today actually who had decorated their own mask, a teenager, and was very proud of it and... um, Reminded me that this is a great idea too. That teachers could have kids decorate their own mask, and um, that might make them want to wear their mask even more.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, especially across the the spectrum, the range of kids, you could see that being a great activity for little, you know, for kindergarten, first grade, that kind of thing. But also teenagers—they all like to be individuals. They all like to stand out. So maybe there's maybe there's something in there for everybody. Is there anything specifically parents need to know from school officials? Is there anything they should be asking if they have that opportunity?
1: Well, um, first of all, I've seen some plans for schools um, in terms of, especially when they turn return for in person learning, and I have been completely impressed um, with what they are doing to help prevent. Um, kids from getting sick. Um, they are some over-the-top plans and very impressed by those. Um, so, of course, parents can ask a school what they are doing to keep the kids well, but a lot of schools have been um, doing a great job of keeping parents informed as to um, all the changes they are making to be sure the kids um, stay safe.
0: Yeah, it does seem... Uh, the communication has been good, whether it's been through social media, that kind of thing. But of course, th- things just seem to be changing so quickly and opinions keep changing, and the scientists and all of that. So it must be very difficult for everybody involved, you know, those, those on the school side of it, on th- those of us who are parents, and many of those people, of course, are parents themselves. And you just see how uh, what's happening with all this and, and all the uncertainty and questions. Um, you know, we get it, right? You get it. Right. Yeah. So eventually, when counties are taken off the state's monitoring list and they're able to open schools, parents will be feeling a lot of anxiety, as we know. Uh, What's your advice to parents, uh, especially, you know, as we get towards a vaccine? What do you say to parents who don't ordinarily vaccinate their children? You know, this is going to be a thing. And and do you think that uh, COVID-19 vaccines should be mandatory? Is that a thing we can do? Can we make a vaccine mandatory? Should we?
1: well um so far, the progress with vaccines uh, I have found have um been encouraging and um, i I do hope that there will be a safe and effective vaccine out in the near future um and um and if there is a safe and effective vaccine, of course, we will um be encouraging people to um to get that vaccine. you know I'm sure there will be people who who don't want um to be vaccinated and and of course, you know, here uh, at our office, we never uh, force anyone to, to receive anything they don't want. Um, and, I, you know, I, it's... I'm not sure whether or not, um, the state will make that required.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And in addition to, you know, parents who don't vaccinate their children for whatever their reasons are, uh, I'm sure some parents are not going to want their kids to wearing masks and maybe there are legitimate reasons. I mean, are, are there reasons why people can't wear masks or reasons why kids, you know, can't wear masks in school?
1: I don't think so. I, I think that, um, wearing masks um, are legitimate and can really cut down on any risk of spreading um, the virus and, um, you know, as well as the shields. And so um, it doesn't sound like there's going to be any PE or any of those kind of activities. That's, Usually the biggest challenge with wearing the masks, and there wouldn't be any um, lunches, um, at least at first, where they would have to deal with taking off the mask and putting the last mask back on. So I'm optimistic that it won't be a problem.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I I hope so. I hope it's not going to be a problem, because as we're learning here, uh, wearing masks protects really not only, you know, the person wearing them, but everyone around them. There's just every good reason to wear masks, especially if there are no, you know, health concerns, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So during COVID-19, we've understandably and rightfully spent a lot of time talking about the healthcare workers on the front line, the real heroes in the battle against COVID. And now that we're talking about kids going back to schools, it occurs to me that we should start talking about the teachers and that they should have a very big say in this conversation because they are going to be on the front lines. They're going to be in those classrooms with the kids, trying to make the best of all this, sense of all of this. So what would be your advice to the teachers as things ramp up and kids coming back to school soon?
1: If a teacher is over the age of 65 and they do have a underlying medical condition um, such that puts them at increased risk, such as cancer, chronic kidney disease, COPD... Um, a weakened immune system um, um, a BMI greater than 30 serious heart condition sickle cell anemia or type 2 diabetes these teachers might want to consult with their physician and these teachers might want to consider um, still teaching by video Um, but um, if you're not um, you know, with the teachers I I would be encouraged by what we've seen um, in the schools that have opened in um, other European countries and um, and also just be encouraged by all the safety measures that are being um, put into place that should make you um, less anxious to get back into the classroom.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I hope you're right. And as we wrap up here today, Doctor, anything else, we've covered a lot of ground. And as we know, there's a lot we know, a lot we don't know. But anything else we should include today specifically for everybody, parents, children, teachers, you know, everybody involved in what should be a, an interesting and challenging and perhaps even somewhat exciting time to go back to school?
1: You know, what I would say is, um, first of all, first for teachers. I'm, I am so thankful for teachers and for principals, and they are such a valuable part in the lives of so many children and teenagers, and I can't emphasize that enough. And um, I just hope that once the COVID positivity rates come down, especially in our area, that every effort can be made to resume even partial in-person learning because the kids really need to see their teachers again and have that in-person instruction.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. My mom was a, a teacher and a principal. So obviously, I have a special place in my heart for teachers. So hoping this goes well for everybody, parents, kids, teachers. Uh, and that you say, as the positivity rates begin to come down, as we get closer to a vaccine, hopefully a real new normal uh, will emerge. And it's one that we are all comfortable with and can live with. So uh, doctor, thank you so much for your time today. You stay well. For more information on the coronavirus, please visit svmh.com coronavirus. And we hope you found this podcast to be helpful and informative. This is Ask the Experts from Salinas Valley Memorial Healthcare System. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well, and we'll talk again next time.